Hello, everyone, and welcome to HR Works, the podcast for HR professionals. We really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day to join us. I'm the host of HR Works, Jim Davis, and the editor of the HR Daily Advisor. This podcast aims to put valuable tools and knowledge into the hands and ears of you, the HR professional. Those tools will arm you with the best methods and strategies for attracting, motivating, and retaining top talent. Whatever your aims, be they improving retention and engagement, upskilling your employees, encouraging innovation, or improving inclusion, training your employees is a critical tool. Everyone wants to know, how do we make sure that training is effective, that it lasts, and that employees engage the training process? Today's guest has been part of a unique training effort at the Fortune 100 company, Liberty Mutual Insurance. They have developed a series of e-learning training videos with the goal of building a more inclusive environment within their company. They've had so much success that they have decided to provide their videos to other companies, and all proceeds from those videos go to a nonprofit. Here to discuss the creation and success of those videos is SVP and Chief Diversity and Inclusion Officer at Liberty Mutual Insurance, Dawn Fraser Bonert. Prior to joining Liberty Mutual, Dawn's previous positions include Chief Administrative Officer and Partner at Global Novations, Vice President, Global Diversity and Inclusion at The Gillette Company, and HR Leadership Positions at Lotus IBM, Fidelity Investments, and Millennium Pharmaceuticals. She attended Mount Holyoke College and graduated from Boston University with a Bachelor of Science degree. She has served on the Women's Network Advisory Board for the Greater Boston Chamber of Commerce. Dawn has been recognized by the GK100 list of Boston's 100 Most Influential People of Color. The 2016 to 2018 Profiles in Diversity Journal Diversity Leader Award. The 2016 Black Enterprise List of Top Executives in Corporate Diversity. And Insurance Business America's Hot 100 2018 List. Dawn, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. Well, thank you for the invitation. Absolutely. Um, let's jump right in. You uh, over at Liberty Mutual um, have created a series of training videos um, that you've had some success with. What led you to realize that you needed a new approach for creating or improving an inclusive environment at Liberty Mutual? Yes, we're really excited about um, this video, this video series. We, um, like many people, when we started this journey, uh, were focused on awareness. Um, that's generally where you start. And um, we're feeling really good about the foundation that we were building in helping people understand the definitions for diversity and inclusion and had done some work with uh, unconscious bias awareness, knowing that, that would always continue. Um, awareness only goes so far. So we realized that we needed to focus on uh, behavior and really help our leaders, our employees uh, think about how they could increase their effectiveness across differences and really put that into practice daily. So we wanted something very simple, something sticky, something that would be um, you know, approachable. Um, and we looked around the market and there were some good things, but it just didn't feel like what we wanted, what we needed. So we partnered with um, two amazing organizations, um, Visions Inc. and uh, Sunshower, and we decided we would create our own, and um, and that's what we did. So um, my small and mighty little DNI department, with some great uh, partnership with other parts of the organization, uh, began that process. And uh, again, wrote the scripts and uh, chose the actors. 
and uh, at the end of that, you know, came up with this video series. And that we found has been um, really, really helpful because we, you know, we know Liberty, we know our employees, and um, we think that this really fit our needs um, more so than if we had, you know, gone out and found something um, in the marketplace. Were e-learning videos your first approach? Did you guys have other ideas that you tried? You know, we've done and, and continue to do because people learn in different ways. And so we like the idea of the e-learning videos. We had gotten great feedback on our unconscious bias awareness e-learning video um, that we had um, developed, you know, previously, uh, a couple of years earlier. And we thought this would be a great way for people to sort of take this this new learning in bite-sized ways and actually see it, you know, play out. Um, I think that that sort of meets the needs of many of, you know, our folks in a more contemporary way. Um, but we also followed up. So, you know, there are guidebooks along with it. So there are things that people can read. Um, there are ways to, again, make it even more um, sticky for people. Um, but the videos we thought were really helpful. Um, again, also people weren't sitting in a classroom, although sometimes that works very well. But we like the idea of uh, creating this this series in this way to really get out to the you know to the large numbers of people we had to address. I understand these videos have uh, they're more than just a passive experience. Can you just describe um, precisely how they work? So you're watching a vignette. Um, you actually get to see a situation that could happen anywhere, and um, you're introduced you know to the skill that um, we are trying to um, in, introduce. And you have an opportunity because we have, um, again, there are guidebooks and there's some material to help you along the way. You have an opportunity to kind of stop and pause and you know, think about your own behavior, your own experience. You get to see it play out again in, in the vignettes. But we, we don't want people just sitting passively. Part of this is really, you know, uh, really getting into the the heads of the characters who are actually going through whatever the scenario is and really understanding how to apply you know this this new skill yeah it makes a lot of sense I mean I think people have been struggling uh, professionals and a lot of very intelligent people have been struggling and spending an awful lot of money trying to find out ways to get people to do what can sometimes be a very boring thing which is um <laughs> So, you know, it's interesting that with all the, I I don't know what the market share is like, but I can only assume it's gigantic, all the training that was out there that you guys decided to build your own. Um, the companies that you worked with, they weren't training companies, were they production companies or? So um, Visions that I mentioned is a, is a consultancy. I mean, this is the work they've been focused on for over 30 years. So um, they are, you know, working with um, organizations, large and small. Um, the content that we actually, um, these nine skills that we actually are uh, built the videos around are from them. We modified some of them, but they've used them in different ways. They had not created a video before. And then Sunshower, actually, this is what they do. They they create videos, uh, training videos, other kinds of videos, but this is very much kind of the the niche, the area that they focus on. Um, you know, we, we felt they was just a great partnership um, for us 
you know, to help us to help us move forward. I will say, you know, videos <clears throat> videos or trainings that only goes so far. It it cannot be <laughs> it cannot be the only thing you're doing if you're really trying to drive change. It has been an incredible, um, you know, and, and effective. Um, tool, but you need to ensure that you're doing other things as well in order to really maximize what you hope to get out of the videos. So if you're not, you know, if you don't have a strong platform and definitions and other tools and other infrastructure, the video may feel good for a while, but it may not, you know, it's not going to really necessarily sustain your efforts. So I, I, we do caution, you know, there's no there's nothing out there that's going to do everything for you. If, if that were so, we would have probably purchased that or figured it out as well. Um, one one day, someone will will say the other thing, and the world will go crazy. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> um, how you know you say that they're effective and successful? How did you measure that? Good question. So we did it in a couple of different ways. Um, we, you know, we do survey um, our employees. Um, this is a big part of our uh, kind of our DNA here at Liberty Mutual, anyway. So we we did surveys to find out how effective, you know, were when people actually saw them. How much did they retain? So you know, in terms of going through it, um, and then again, as I said, the videos are a part of the process, but we have post and opportunities, post exercises and things like that afterwards. Um, we got, you know, unsolicited feedback um, from our employee base um, who shared, you know, after they had gone through it, what it meant to them, what they were seeing uh, in terms of their team uh, interaction. Um, were people actually adopting the language, uh, you know, really utilizing uh, what they had learned? So we, we looked at it a number of different ways. And Every year, we also have an opinion, an employee opinion survey, and so there are again ways to get information, even um, secondarily, that would you know come up that would that would suggest that people really are um, trying to uh, to work through um, these these new behaviors. With the focus of these training videos is inclusion. It's a topic we've discussed a number of times on the podcast, but I think it's one that maybe is a little bit difficult for people to understand. How would you define, just not define inclusion, but how would you um, explain successful <laughs> inclusion? Good question. Um, so I'll try to be succinct. Um, we have a you know a standard definition of inclusion here at Liberty Mutual, but I think what you're asking is you know what does good look like? Um, you know if we're saying inclusion is about you know an environment where you all of your employees feel seen and heard and feel like they are able to contribute their best, they're part of um, you know the organization, they feel like they belong, and that means so many different things to different people. And so we use those words, but what it means to belong is different for, for different people. Um, for us, what good looks like is, again, part of its employee sentiment. When we talk to our employees and we ask them how do they feel about being part of the organization, do they feel uh, seen? Do they feel like they can contribute all? Or do they feel like they're hiding a part of themselves or they can't uh, contribute? So some of it is very much qualitative, um, and that's important. I mean, and again, as I mentioned, we do an employee opinion survey. We do focus groups. Um, 
also, you know, it, it is also part of the numbers. You do look at, you know, do you, as you look at your leadership, as you look at your, um, your talent management practices, do you see, you know, do you see the equity that you want? Do you see um, that people are, are well represented? Um, and so it isn't just one thing. I think we, you really have to be assessing and looking um, in lots of different ways to determine, are you being successful? And it's not something that you, you know, you get to a point and you're there um, because the issues change and people change and um, the needs change. So it is, a, it's a constant sort of examination and uh, check and balance to see where you might be doing great. And then you see there's an opportunity that, you know, you, you've got to do better. And so um, for me, it's really looking at this holistically, you know, making sure you're not over-indexing in just one area like recruitment, but not addressing the environmental needs of your organization to ensure that people really do feel um, like they're part of the organization. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned having, you know, videos alone aren't going to do it. You have to have a whole network of approaches and programs to help help get these things to stick and when we talk about inclusion, we always talk about diversity and inclusion. Um, and I think that sometimes people get stuck on the diversity part, specifically thinking of it in terms of either racial terms or gender terms. And you know, my understanding is that that can be very limiting to what inclusion really means and what diversity really means, which is that there's a diversity in all of us and finding that diversity is a critical part uh, and making it safe to be diverse is a critical part of these efforts. Do you agree with that? What we say at Liberty is that diversity is about all of us. And that was really where I started, just as you said, because it could get very narrow very quickly, where people just think about it in terms um, of race and ethnicity um, or gender. And even then, it can get narrow even within those definitions. And so you know, when I came on board, I knew that we needed to reclaim the word in a way that it's meant, which is to be about everyone and about all the dimensions that make us who we are. And the other thing we talked about is that we are multidimensional people. You know, we are not just our gender or not just our race or age or, you know, whatever that dimension is, you fill in the blank. And I think that started to help people move a little bit to recognizing we are talking about you too, everyone. No one is exempt from this. And that has been what we keep coming back to as we, you know, we introduce another dimension. Um, we talk, so we might talk about, um, about gender and then even unpack that to help people understand gender in a more broad uh, and fluid way. We help people understand that when you talk about that, you can't just talk about it in a very narrow, um, a very narrow way. And so it has really been helpful for those people who would say, uh, you know, am I part of this diversity conversation? Am I part of the work, you know, that Dawn and team are, are focused on? And the answer is yes, there is no one exempt from that. And so I love the word diversity and I continue to sort of focus, um, again, having people think about it broadly um, because I do know that people, you know, it snaps very narrow quickly. Um, but here at Liberty, we continue to focus on it being about everyone. Were you expecting your videos to work so well? 
was like, I was hoping so. We, we certainly put a lot of investment in, uh, into the work. Um, I mean, you know, my team is, is incredibly uh, creative and, and effective, but this was not necessarily a core area of our expertise. We just knew and really believed in the content. And we were smart enough to partner with people who did know how to do this. Um, we were certainly hopeful. Um, and I remember in the early testing phase, we're you know, excited by the feedback and the response that we were getting. And, um, but we were you know, pleased when we were getting such great feedback. And you know, one of the reasons we decided to make this available is that our employees were coming to us and saying, wow, you know, we should sell this. Or, we, or you know, I was telling a colleague in another company, and they, they are very interested. Is there a way that we can make it available? And at that time, you know, it was, you know, it was proprietary. We weren't at that place. But, you know, conversations with, um, with my boss, and she said, you know, I, I think this is the kind of thing you don't want to just keep to yourself. You know, is there a way that we can make it available? And when we decided to partner um, with one of the organizations that um, our foundation has worked with for many years, and we said, you know what, let's, yeah, let's, let's sell this. Let's make it available. But let's... Let's do let's do something really wonderful with it. Aside from making it available to other organizations, let's take the proceeds that we get from this and then really, if you will, kind of reinvest it in a, in a good way. So in some ways doing even sort of double good that we are then giving it um, to an organization called More Than Words, which is really focused on you know, youth development. And so our, our excitement, I mean, Liberty Mutual uh, Insurance is not trying to get into the video business. Um, this is work that we are just really proud of and we want others to take advantage of the same um, good um, learning and opportunity that we've had. And uh, by doing so, you also get to help a, a great organization do continue to do good work as well. A couple of things. Normally, we never talk about products, or we try our hardest not to on here. But this is a unique situation. One, because you're not a training company, right? Yes. And because of the, you're giving this money to, to a nonprofit. Can you explain what you're not that nonprofit does a little bit more for our audience? So the the nonprofit is called More Than Words, um, and they're here um, in Boston. And um, Liberty Mutual has had the good fortune to partner with them um, for for many years. And um, what's really exciting is the the population of folks of of, of young folks that they work with um, have been had you know enormous challenges. Um, some of it being homelessness, um, or perhaps they've been in foster care system. And, you know, without having often mentors and people to kind of guide them, they could have really gone adrift, if you will. And, you know, our future is our youth. And so they've had some amazing leadership. Um, The president of the organization is someone who has got great ideas and thinks really big and um, challenges, if you will, the status quo. And we, we, we like her energy. We like where she has um, taken the organization. And so they've opened this bookstore, and it, which is called More Than Words. And uh, it's a great opportunity for those who are in the, the greater Boston area to stop by and uh, get a chance to get to know some of the folks there and get to know um, some of the leadership there. And so through their selling of these books and actually creating jobs for folks to actually be there, um, they're creating a number of different ways that they're able to support 
youth and really help them, um, you know, get on the right track, um, reinforce their being on the right track, and really helping them to think about the future in a real way. Yeah, one of the things that I, I like to talk about on the show is small to medium-sized businesses that don't have the resources to go out and create something, um, to create in-house solutions the way that you guys did, but still have a very, you know, have an important need for addressing many, many issues that they have, but this being one of them, is this something that a smaller mid-sized business could uh, afford? Oh, absolutely. So we have a tiered structure for, for payment. So if people are listening and thinking, I don't know if we could afford this, I know we're talking to nonprofit organizations who have, you know, um, even more challenging budgets um, and looking at ways that we can, you know, help them. So again, it's more important for us to get this out and find ways to make it work for people. Um, and there are lots of different ways in which the um, product can also be um, shared. So, you know, uh, um, whether it's a, you know, a CD or, M M, you know, it, there's lots of ways to do it. And um, I'm absolutely positive that there are going to be, there'll be ways that we can work with people so that this can work for them. Because that's what's more important for us um, right. is really to get the content out and, and really let people take advantage of the opportunities that we've been able to have. I want to talk a little bit about um, campiness. When I was a kid and going through school, you know, they, there's all kinds of video education. Nice, mm -hmm. um, my Spanish classes, I remember the most fondly uh, for how hilariously ridiculous um, those examples were. <laughs> I mean, it just, and it, it gets in the way. You know, and I think it's a problem that a lot of people have to solve. You know, there's sometimes can't be works right. You know, something that's sometimes it doesn't. Getting that tone right is really, really hard. So that when someone's sitting, particularly when you're talking about very serious issues and you have, you know, you have it being played out in a vignette style, I think it's very challenging to keep it serious without making it, um, I guess silly. I don't know. Mm -hmm. There's without everyone laughing in a bad way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> How did you guys find that balance? Because you must have if it's if it's working. I th I think that's a really good point. Um, what we looked at, um, you know, starting at the very beginning, is creating scenarios that that felt real, um, and we not just from our DNI team, but we worked across. Uh, the organization. We really thought about this in from different perspectives. So regardless of what you know function you might be in, or even what part of the the region you might be in, you know, are these real enough that people can relate to? Um, we wanted it to really connect with people from a heart perspective, not just a um, a mind perspective. So that was part of what we built into it. And again, the feedback we received from employees as we were testing it. So before we, you know, completed it, we we would take the vignette just in writing and try to get a sense of does this ring true for people. Um, and then beyond that, you know, really seeing the actors act it out. Does it feel true? Um, or to your point, is it campy? Because we we didn't want that. We'd seen things like that out in the marketplace, and we didn't think that that would that would be effective for us. I'm sure it is for some folks, but it would not be effective for our organization or 
for the this, the work that we were doing. Um, and so it does help um, to ensure that you have other, you know, other people looking at it, getting other feedback um, as well. And that really helped us so that, I mean, this is what diversity is about. You know, we, we wanted to make sure that we were, we were all so close to it that we needed to make sure that um, we weren't just thinking it was great. Uh, we needed other people to look at it and, and help us tweak it um, to make it, it more realistic. Well, it sounds really interesting. Um, I think that, that it'll be of value to our audience. We're always looking for tools and methods for people to particularly get started um, I know a lot of, you know, one of the phenomenons that we're, we tackle is that, you know, Fortune 100, Fortune 500 companies are leading these efforts be- mostly because they have the resources and because they've done the research and they understand how important it is for their operations to work, that they are taking care of their employees as best as they can. And yet a huge portion of uh, the workforce here in the U.S. is not those organizations. It's startups that are growing faster than they can, faster than they can get a handle, um, or mid-sized companies that are struggling and they don't know why, or they've identified a problem but they don't know how to fix it. And so much of that has to do with how people feel at work. Um, it's refreshing to see people starting to understand that. And it's good that the, the leading organizations in the country are understanding that because they set an important example. You know, the question I always have is how do you get, particularly at a small mid-sized company that is, is not doing a very good job of inclusion and diversity that knows that that knows that and just doesn't know where to start? What would be your advice to someone like that. You know, you bring up many, many, many good points there. Um, the good news is that there is a lot of information out there on, you know, on, on the, on the internet. Um, I think about when I was first starting, there wasn't, you know, that kind of information freely. So really you was, it was often word of mouth, you know, you were reaching out and trying to develop your own network of other people. Um, who might be doing something, you know, so people are sharing it. So whether, you know, there's so many, as you know, um, you know, HR forums and opportunities for people to learn about, you know, what others were doing. And that's really, I think about how people were, were trying to, to learn for a long time. Um, and I know that's hard because people are busy, especially if you're in, in a smaller company and you're maybe one of the only people in the department who has, you know, kind of that core responsibility. Even finding time to go off and to go to some of those programs can be can be challenging. Um, but again, I think the technology has helped us so people can go and read and hear. I mean, you go to LinkedIn or, you know, there's just so many other places where people are sharing um, what they're doing and even asking um, for help, you know. Um, so I would suggest, you know, if people aren't doing that, is to find the different um, platforms that are out there, the different uh, communities, and basically start asking questions. Um, there are some basic steps, regardless of where you are, which is, you know, which people can kind of walk you through, um, so that you start to begin to build a foundation. You start to think about this broadly, and a lot of it is really around definition. You got to start with helping people understand what it is you're trying, you know, what is it you're talking about? 
when you say diversity and inclusion, um, what does that mean? And then you begin to build some awareness around that. And I do think, again, there's much more out there now that would help even you know those with not a lot of funds um, if they are focused on doing just that. And um, again, there are a number of really great people out there who are willing to share their experience as well that you'd find on many of those in those communities. Well, thank you. That's a great answer. Um, was there anything else that you wanted to, to share with me today? I'm just excited about this opportunity and, and hope that as people are listening, they're thinking um, that, you know, again, don't think about the barrier of cost. Don't think, you know, we are willing to work with you and talk with you about what might um, be possible. Um, I also want to make sure that people know I, I'm, I'm not, um, you know, I'm not saying this is going to, you know, wash all your dishes and clean all your clothes and you know it's not a, it's not a perfect solution but it is a great solution as part of other things that you're doing to you know to create a stronger more inclusive organization um i say that because i i see it with my own eyes um six plus years into this work and this role here at liberty um i hear different conversations in the hallways i i hear people uh, talking differently um, in team meetings. And I'm getting feedback from people that that is so. So um, we really are practicing this and it does require that. So it's not just watching the videos and you know, you're finished. It really does um, require some additional effort, but I can tell you that it really has made a difference here at Liberty Mutual. I'm really proud to be able to share it with, with the rest of the world. Well, thank you so much, Don, for uh, for joining us today and talking about this opportunity. Thank you, Jim. You're welcome. Listeners, we are always interested in suggestions you might have for what HR Works should cover next. Feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at HR Works Podcast or directly to me at jdavis at blr.com. If you have any thoughts or concerns, or if you just want to say hi, thank you for listening. This is Jim Davis with HR Works.